The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers here in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. Uh, got a good show uh, headed up here. I'm just waiting on my friends to connect. So uh, we'll do our usual, get the formalities out of the way right here. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, jump over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. Now, if you're using a mobile device, you're going to need to, um, usually they have something in there that says you can see the desktop version, okay? Because the sidebar is not visible in the mobile format. For whatever reason, I don't know how that's designed. I don't understand all the technology behind that and everything. 
Anyway, you're going to need to do that. If you're on a desktop computer, you can, you know, just slide down there. You'll see it. Uh, we're streaming right here. The second video down, just click onto that, enlarge it, and then you can click on that platform and join people in, excuse me, the um, uh, chat there, okay? And uh, we'd love to have your comments. There's a lot of people in there this morning. Good to see you guys in the, in the uh, chat room this morning. Great to, great to see all of you, as usual, by the way. And uh, then right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can click on and play that if you missed it. He comes on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then uh, if you scroll up just above that, you'll see where you can enter your email address. Now, we don't spam your email. We don't uh, uh, rent it or sell your email out to other companies or anything like that. You just get one email from us a day. And that includes the morning show archive. So you'll get this show archived in video format and in a podcast along with any of the videos and things that we're going to talk about and show you this morning. And um, so with that said, uh, if you agree with our message, this is the final thing, if you agree with our message and you want to uh, help support that message, not only on radio and internet, but even live in person throughout the 50 states as we go and uh, teach our Christian heritage to the people, to remind them of where they are so they know where they should be going, then uh, please click on the donate button if you have the ability to help support that and uh, and you desire to do so. Click on the donate button and uh, help us out. We would very much appreciate that. We've got a lot of friends who join us every morning in the chat who do that. We appreciate you guys because we can't do what we do without you guys. We really, we really can't. Uh, we're dependent upon the Lord to move on people's hearts and to to help us to agree with us that uh, we need to be presenting this message. So that donate button is there. You can click on it, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And again, we appreciate your support. There's also a store button. You can pick up a lot of items in there for yourself, for gifts, uh, your kids, or or whatever. And um, great conversation starters, and there's some equipping tools in there as well. Now, <clears throat> I am back and forth with Kate. <laughs> and... Um, I'm going, where are you? Uh, because we are live. And uh, Kate and Fiona are supposed to uh, be joining me. And uh, we just had some back and forth, and she sent me a couple of videos. I think these were videos that she had sent me before that I uploaded. We're going to try to do, I was going to do an just an independent article with the videos and the images that she had sent me, because she sent me a ton of them. And I've uploaded some of them to my personal Rumble page, uh, because that's what I do to to utilize for the other so we're not you know cluttering up the Sons of Liberty page. So I've put several up on mine and uh we're ready to do that. And you guys know that we didn't get Kate on, on Saturday because um we were in a situation to where she was out there at the vaccine site. I think it was a stadium that was out there. And um because she was out there telling the truth, okay she got assaulted by one of the police officers there, a female police officer. And I showed you a little bit of the video yesterday. Uh, this police officer tried to cover as much as of her mug as she could. And she had her mask on up to here. Then she had a uh, she had a jacket on with the furry, you know, the 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 hood that comes over and the fur stuff here, okay, around the edge. And it's it's June. I mean, I know England is, has different weather stuff, but it was sunny, and she's got this big jacket on like she's trying to hide herself. She's a coward. 
And uh, she apparently assaulted Kate. They captured it on video. And then Kate went to the police officers who were there. They saw it. And it was videoed. And she tried to inform them of what had taken place. Let me give you a little bit of this while we wait on uh, Kate and Fiona. I don't, I don't know what's, what's the holdup. I'm not getting any message back that they're having a problem getting into Zoom. So we're, I'm going to play this video for you. I played a little bit of it yesterday. Now, you guys listening, you'll be able to hear the conversation. You won't see what's going on, but you'll be hear, able to hear the conversation. Uh, both Kate and Fiona have come to the police. There are a multitude of them standing around this this area at the back site, and she's telling them what had happened. And this police officer is going, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want me to do about it? I mean, I'm a police officer. I'm supposed to uphold the law. I'm supposed to get the bad guys. But, I mean, it's it's one of the guys in our Freemasonry suits over here. What? What do you want me to do about it? I I, I, I don't have any authority to do it. Just, just pay attention to what goes on here. Okay? You need to move yourselves away from the entrance. She's just so for those who are listening by radio, Kate is pointing out the woman who has assaulted her, who is a police officer. And she's dressed totally different. Notice how she's dressed different than all of the other police officers out there. Especially with that furry hood on her head. So then you've got this other police officer standing in front of the officer that assaulted Kate. As though Kate's going to run over there and deck her. Now, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, when Kate told me it happened, I said, you should have defended yourself and just punched her back. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the problem is here. Uh, that would have that would have got these cops working. They would have went after Kate, not their own. Just so you know, that's what they would have done. You say, Tim, are you advocating violence? No, I'm not advocating violence. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes violence is the only thing these people understand in a defensive posture. Not an offensive posture, but a defensive posture. And the Bible upholds that as well, by the way, just to let you know. When we get into a court for assault, they are not going to just take a word of a police officer when you're a barrister, you have another lady witness, and I have a clear court, and I used to say it's also on camera. So he's not going to do anything. He's pulled by the government to protect the government. But he's a decent cop. No, he's not. Sir, that lady has just assaulted me. Are you going to do nothing? <laughs> See? <clears throat> See, folks? This is what Bradley was talking about yesterday during the show. This is just She's shaking her head like, oh, I'm scared now. I'm going to stand way, way back here in the back behind all my buddies. You're all liars. All squaring up. You getting gobbled in someone's face like that as well. That's on camera as well. This is your first job. This is your this is your first job, brother. Again, all of the cops are out in front of this 
No, man, he was assaulted. The sons of the beast felt the wall is hitching. You can make a report and it will be investigated. That's really sad. Why is that sad? Because this is actually... Actually, that lying police officer there as well. Even my barrister is a liar. That lady is a liar. Which one? This one? Yeah, this one. Get her badge. Get her badge number. This lady is lying. She said that she saw her and didn't see anything. Yeah, this one right here. She said she didn't see anything and she said it didn't actually happen. I was there, this woman, wherever she's gone now, whacked Kate Chemarani on the arm and she said, I saw it and nothing happened. Lying coppers, all on body cam, on five different cameras. Can everybody film all these officers' numbers? Because I am going to report it as a crime. I'm going to Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. That is, uh, that's Kate. Now, some of you are asking, where's Kate and everything? Okay. I just called her. There was a misunderstanding. When we do the show with Kate, it comes on at 8 a.m. on Saturdays. That's one o'clock their time. So when we were setting this up, she goes one o'clock. And for whatever reason, I'm thinking, yeah, that's the right time because I have to set this up with the other. And, uh, so they're expecting to come on at one o'clock today, which is eight o'clock our time. So it's, they were thinking like the Saturday and I, I didn't put the two together. So it's my fault. 
Um, I let her know she has a patient that she's dealing with right now, and she's going to try to get her and Fiona on in just a second. So hopefully we're going to have them on in a few minutes, okay? I know she has to finish up with a patient. And it's my fault. I apologize to you. Uh, but I did have some of this stuff because we were going to play some of these videos because it's very important that you see what's going on there. Now, if you were listening to Bradley's show yesterday, okay, the, the Bible teaches us that we're to do good while it's within the while it's within our power and ability to do so. We're to do good, okay. And um, Bradley was talking about bad police officers in the midst of all the quote unquote good police officers, okay, and bad bad politicians in the midst of quote unquote good politicians, okay, and this that and the other. And he gave several examples of those kinds of things. And one of the things that you're seeing right here, okay, is that in this group of cops that you're seeing in this video here, and I'm not attacking cops. I'm not trying to attack cops. I'm just pointing out what should be obvious to us. The quote, you know, Kate said, this is a good, this is a good cop. Not one of those cops went and looked at video where Kate was assaulted, and then arrested one of their own. Not one of them. They made excuses. Oh, it's not my thing. I I can't. But you let Kate go and defend herself and give a fist to the face of an officer who assaults her, and you watch those cops change their attitude right quick. Everybody know what I'm saying? They would change their attitude about dealing with her really, really quick. Okay? And I'm just telling you, this is exactly the same kind of stuff that went on in Germany. Why were those, why were those SS officers, why were those police officers in Germany doing what they were doing? Because they had no conviction of hold, upholding the law. They had the conviction of peer pressure. They had the conviction of there were threats on them. There were threats that they'd lose their job. There are threats that they're going to lose whatever they have, that their family might be in jeopardy. See, nobody takes into account the depravity of man. Nobody. And because they, see, see our founders and even the, well, even our founders didn't take in the depravity of man the way that those who came before them did. Okay, let me let me just put that very clear. Before the Constitution, there were the state laws. And the state laws were very thorough. And they pointed directly back to Scripture. You didn't have to guess at what they were talking about. They pointed to Scripture. They cited Scripture for both their laws and their punishments. They were unashamed of what the Bible said, and they put it down in writing, and they held to it. I'll tell you, our founders came along, and even when you go to, say, the the Constitution, the closest thing you can find there is in the year of the Lord, which everybody used at that time anyway, and also you can find uh, that Sunday was revered as well. You can find that 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 was the case as well. But you don't have any scripture references in there, though they may have cited scripture, and many of them did. There's no question that they did. 
But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that here are officers who are considered good, and they stand by and let one of their own do something unlawful that is criminal against one of the citizens. And when they do that and they go, nothing I can do. Sorry, lady. I want to ask you something. Does that make that guy a good cop? Let, let, me, let me put it a little, let me, let me give a little more color here. If somebody were to shoot somebody in the street, if a cop was to shoot someone in the street, and his fellow cops came up around him, and the person who was shot saying, this, pers- this, this cop shot me, I did nothing, we have it on video, look at the thing, and the cops go, there's nothing I can do, what, what do you want me to do? Would you consider those good cops? Let's take the instance of George Floyd. Some people say it was staged. I don't, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. But let's take the George Floyd thing. You've got three other cops around this one cop kneeling on his neck, kneeling on the guy's neck. And I'm not saying the guy was, you know, a law-abiding citizen, George Floyd. He wasn't. It's clear that he wasn't. But police officers are not given the authority to be judge, jury, and executioner. They're not. They're actually first responders. I want you to think about that for a second. First responders. What does that mean? Well, responding means that you're responding to something. In other words, there's something that happens. Police officers are called in to file a report to investigate what had happened. This is why the nonsense of putting police officers in the place of people having rights or liberties to do their duties is a faulty premise i.e. school resource officers. That's the wrong approach. You leave people's rights intact, and if you have teachers who are armed and they're trained, they know how to use their weapon, that should be all you need. No extra government, no extra money going to it. Everybody's rights are intact. But that's not how we think. We think police officer means this. And again, this is not an attack on police. But it is to say, look at what happens when something like this happens. Yes, exactly, Eric. There is the Eric Gardner story you guys remember. For for selling loose cigarettes, he had four or five officers jumping on him getting him on the sidewalk, choking the life literally out of him for loose cigarettes. Now, I don't care what you think about cigarettes. Is there anybody out there who's going to justify jumping on a man for loose cigarettes and choking the life out of him? If you do, then you've already chosen your side. You're on the side of the state. Just plain simple. Okay? Plain and simple, you're a, you're a statist in mind. This is why at the Sons of Liberty, we carry the stories on the dirty cops. And that is to deal with them. It is not to broad brush police officers. But I'll tell you, the police officers that remain silent and they remain quiet, when there are lawless deeds done against the people, are not good cops. They're bad ones. And I've told you, I think, the story 
of my friend that I had some years back work for Gastonia um, City Police over in North, just across the line here in over in North Carolina. And there were cops who were hunting down homeless people who were sleeping on the railroad tracks or by them or whatever, and they were taking hot cooking grease and pouring it on those homeless people. They were assaulting them. And my friend, I'm telling you, not just as polite, really nice guy, he found out they were doing it and he didn't say anything. And it caught up to him. because He didn't say anything because he said, they'll blackball me, I'll lose my job, I won't be able to get a job because all these guys are in tight-knit groups and I'll be blackballed and all this, and I didn't say anything. And he said, I, I should have said something. He told me after the fact because I think they sent him to jail. And he told me after the fact, after he got out and everything, and <clears throat> he was attending the church that my dad had pastor at the time, he said, I should have said something, and I didn't. It made me just as bad as they are. And um, and sure enough, that's that, that was what he was communicating. But he was owning what he had did. He was owning what he did. Okay? Now... I've got uh, uh, Kate and um, and Fiona. They're both connected. I don't uh, I don't have the. Uh, I think Fiona's got everything set away, and Kate is online, but there's no video just yet. So I don't know if they're available or not. Let me just check and see. You are you are either one of you guys there? Yeah, I'm yeah. here. There's no way I'm okay. putting a video on. Trust me. <laughs> okay. You don't want me to. Okay. All right. That's no problem. I've got no makeup. <laughs> well, I told everybody it's my fault uh, because I was working off the time frame that we usually do, which is Saturdays, and that's 8 a.m. for me. It's 1 for you, and uh, now we're on the weekdays, so it's 6 a.m. for me. It's 11 for you guys, and I really apologize. It's totally my fault, but I appreciate you guys jumping on with us. Now, Kate, what I did was immediately I started playing the video where you and Fiona are going, and you're – and by the way, welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Fiona. It's the first time we've had you here. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so we, we, we got the video. We just played the whole video where you guys are confronting the police officers and uh, about the assault that you had. And the thing was, was great in the fact that uh, you were calling out these cops. And, you know, Kate, this is what I've been ranting on here for a little bit. You said this is a good cop, but he's not willing to do his job. So I got to ask, is he really a good cop? Is he just? I was trying to be nice. I know you were. I know you. But (laughs) but it but it exposes them for what they are. And I said, you know, this is the same thing. I'm sure that happened with Nazi Germany. There were cops who didn't want to do what they what they did, but they had a paycheck. They had families take care of. They were going to be blackballed. They were going to be out of work or whatever. They're going to be lumped in with the people they were supposed to go after. And so they went along with it. So they weren't good German police officers or whatever. They were wicked, evil men because they were cowards. And the Bible tells us that cowards are the first in line to find themselves to be thrown in the lake of fire. And so do you guys, do one of you guys, uh, Kate, do you want to jump in here first? And I'll let you go, Fiona, Fiona uh, about uh, what well, took place this past Saturday. Well, the, you know, the thing is, we were there and we were to say anything. Fiona's been atrocious at this. She's gone to all of these. I live a little bit out here. She's right in there. So we went and we were there. We're two women. We had our legal representative with us anyway, our barrister, who's a Christian. And there was lots of other guys with us. And there was a few women as well. But, you know, both Fiona and I have faced, and I had it, growing up to me in my face, shouting. 
Yeah, we're having we're having a little bit of problem. We we're we're losing and, some you know, of your I audio. I just called them out and told them they weren't in and told one of them. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, it was just cutting out there a little bit. Hello. Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, so I was just saying, you know, we when yeah, when you fa- when you're out there with a the megaphone, you face even the public, grown men screaming obscenities in your face. Yep. And all these cops were there. Now, under normal circumstances, that would be assault in itself. And when this particular security guard hit me, she was a woman. If I'd have done that, I would have been arrested, probably face down on the floor and cuffed. That's right. And what it looked like was that they'd been given orders not to do anything, to stay out of it. And and our our lawyer said, you know, this is two-tier policing. And if you, you know, you watch the video... Fiona is it's like 10 people all rolled into one. But she names it. She calls it out. She doesn't. She called the police officer a liar because the police officer, the woman, was a liar. Yep. And it would have all been on camera. So, she, you know, you're either telling the truth or you're a liar because she right. said it didn't actually happen. She could have said she didn't see it. She said it didn't happen. And, um, you know, that, that's what it was. So not only was it very and a very emotive day because we saw people taking their kids in there taking their children in there. We also saw, you didn't see on camera, someone was being carried out, well, being rolled out on a stretcher into an ambulance from that vaccine center. Mm. I, so yeah, I think we all, do I mean, have video of that. It's just a gas chamber. Yeah, I think we do have if, video of that. You've sent me several videos I've uploaded, and I think we do have one where there is somebody being rolled out on the stretcher. I mean, who does this? Who lines up? And I was reading in my hand... From the MHRA yellow card reporting system, which is the same as your VAERS, only you have to, you know, you can ring it in. Not members of the public can't just add anything. You've got to prove it all. But I was reading over 1,200 deaths, over 9,000 acute cardiac incidents, um, 250 episodes of blindness. And I was reading all this. And I was saying to these cops, so, okay, you remember Al Capone, he didn't get done for murder. He got done for tax That's evasion. Right. Yep. So we know that there's no liability. There's no insurance on, on this. Gen. But if a nurse is giving it, she's still accountable and call for medical backup. Yeah. If she's not explaining uh, what is in it, the side effects. So I was reporting constantly to these cops I wish to report a crime. Medical battery is going on. And none of them moved. None of them moved. Uh, I will say we are doing this at another location next week. And we're actually going into the police station afterwards with the megaphone. I'm going to report them all. But, um, you know, we were, yeah, we're, we have a meeting in a hospital and we're filming outside on, on uh, public lands. So they can't say anything. Actually with a crew. Then we're going into the town centre, then a vaccine centre. It's an area with a lot of elderly. And then we're going straight into the huge police state as a crime with all the documentation. They've, they've got to act on it then. They can't just ignore us because I'll report them all to the IOPC, the Independent of um, uh, Police Complaints. Because right. all these cops are just concerned about their pension. Just to add in slightly, yesterday in the press, it actually stated on the front page of the press that they're going to have to use the pensions for the pandemic debt. So as I've said right from the word go, all these people with public sector pensions and private pensions, they're going to get robbed by the government because this is all part of it. So going back to what happens, these cops are standing there while we have genocide, democide, 
medical battery and even common assault happening and they're doing nothing. Yep. So are they under their oath of office? I actually asked them that in one of the videos. I said, swore an oath queen and country and you swore an, and the queen swore an oath to God. And I said, and you're not doing anything. Yep. I mean, they're, they're nigh on useless. They're just acting as lynchmen for a tyrannical government. Well, good luck, guys, because the genocide carries the death penalty, and I believe it, ca it calls for the screen of your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now Fiona, um, we first, uh, well, I first had an encounter with you when you picked up the camera and you started filming there when uh, Kate, uh, Dr. Corbett and uh, Kate were speaking. I think it was at Downing Street. And you were filming some for us um, while we were doing the live show. Uh, you, some people have asked about you being in the video as well. And uh, what's your perspective of what you saw there on Saturday? Gosh, yeah, that was on the fifth um, of October, wasn't it? Last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, where, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, oh, September. Sorry. Um, uh, Kate had delivered uh, delivered a letter to Boris Johnson asking for proof of isolation of the right. virus, which which we've never had, not from one government. Um, and now, obviously, recently, because mass vaccination started earlier this year, um, I've been visiting quite a few vaccine centres, at least just to inform. So the aim, really, when we go there is to engage. We take flyers with us. You have lots of activists go down and try and engage with the crowd. We have successfully turned people away. We did um, Twickenham Stadium, which is a rugby stadium here in London, um, and they gave 11,000 first doses of the uh, Pfizer uh, vaccine to over 18s. And about 15 people we engaged with and decided they changed their mind or they, they at least went away to look at, you know, at information because what we see is they, they don't know what they're being injected with. They can't mm. name one ingredient. They have no idea about the MHRA yellow card scheme over here, which is the same as your Bayer system over there. We also know that less than 1% are actually reported. So the aim is always to engage. And there is generally a, a police presence um, and what they say to us ordinarily is as long as you're in a group of 30 or less than 30, you're not breaking the law. Now, you've got people queuing in their thousands with no social distancing. So there's a huge contradiction there. But this one um, at the Olympic Stadium on Saturday, as, as, you know, as Kate explained, we actually witnessed a common assault by a security officer and then we, uh, and the police lying, saying that they'd observed the situation, that nothing happened. And what Kate was saying as well about this, you know, two-tier policing, they've politicised policing. So apparently COVID cares about your cause. If you want to go out and protest for BLM or Extinction Rebellion, that seems to be perfectly legal. Right. Um, but what we're doing by trying to engage and inform seems to draw a huge amount of negative attention. And it's very, very difficult when you're in this situation, when we have the public also um, criticising us, you have them swearing at you, shouting at you, mocking you. Yep. And it's very, very hard to just be completely calm. So that's why it's great that Kate has the megaphone. She's so good on the megaphone. Amen. Um, well, she's but, in her zone but, with that megaphone. There's no question about it. Can I can I ask you something? And I'll let you continue your thought. Did either one of you guys get it? Have you had a chance to actually go in where they're delivering these injections and see if, because I know they're not doing it, but just to see are they informing the people of the things like what you're doing out there saying, this is in here, this is in here, here's some of the adverse effects, this is how many deaths we've had, da-da-da-da-da. Are you seeing that, that any of these vaccine sites are engaging in informed consent? And if they're not, aren't they in violation of the Nuremberg Code as well? Yeah, absolutely. I, they, I have actually, when I went to Twickenham a few Saturdays ago, I actually did go through 
um, because they were doing a, uh, they were offering walk-in uh, vaccines. So I, I went through, I went through the whole process. I obviously didn't take the vaccine. I got to the point where he'd um, this, I, mili- they were using the military as well and um, nurses on, you know, being paid time and a half to deliver this vaccine on, on a, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. And I actually went through the whole process and he couldn't answer any of the questions about allergic reactions. So, you know, he asked me if I had any allergies and I said penicillin. And he couldn't tell me if there were any adverse events specifically for that um, particular allergy. And they give you a patient information leaflet, which is basically four pages, very, very brief and very, very vague. So not the real information that you're getting. And they do not inform you of the um, the yellow card scheme, which is how you report adverse events. Um, so they're not. No, they're not. It's this. We know this isn't informed consent. And I, I actually filmed that. So I've got that um, when I went through the vaccine center. And it's horrific. It's very, very dark. It's very dark energy anyway when you're inside. Um, but no, there, there is no informed consent. They don't, they don't know what they're delivering. And the ingredients, I, I think I gave it to Kate, actually. So she was reading it out, um, the Pfizer uh, patient information leaflet when we were at the Olympic Stadium on Saturday. Kate was reading out the information that you're given and then the real information that you're not given that's being withheld from you. So we're not seeing the informed consent at all. All right. Now, what, let me ask you something. The barrister that uh, that you had there, Kate, uh, what does he say about that? Where, where this this isn't happening? I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that no attorneys are going after these people who are delivering these shots, not giving informed consent. I mean, this is a pretty serious crime that's going on. They, uh, the barrister that we have, Rob, he's amazing. It's all illegal. Everything is illegal that's happening. They're using emergency legislation to give this. And actually, yesterday, my daughter, who's 20, received her letter from the NHS with a leaflet telling her to come for it. Now, it actually states in that leaflet that it doesn't, it doesn't stop transmission. It doesn't cause an immune response. It doesn't state any of that. What it says is that it stops if you get COVID-19, it won't be as profound. It's telling you that you'll, you know, or lessen lessen your uh, effects of the infection now if that's a fact and they've proven in studies which they have if you want to believe uh, that you know you can get this ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine two um licensed drugs have been shown to have a good effect on the symptoms that they're putting into this big conglomerate of symptoms for this infection so therefore you don't by its very nature legally you can't use this vaccine, this device. So on this leaflet that came for my daughter, it doesn't mention one single thing that is in uh, the yellow card reporting scheme. And also it's telling you that it's very safe. It's, it's completely outrageous what's written. It's lies. Our, our barrister, Rob, is completely on board. He says it's all illegal. It goes against the Nuremberg Code. Um, it's, it is assault, it's medical battery, and every single one of these people is complicit in a crime, particularly the police, because what the police are doing there is um, under the nursing code of conduct, under the code of conduct from this gangster organisation called the NMC, we're actually meant to protect patients, advocate for patients. So those nurses are not doing that. Because they're not looking at all these deaths and side effects. They don't know what's in it. And therefore, it is a crime. 
So the police are not acting on any of it, any of it at all. And actually, Fiona's saying, you know, these nurses are on time and a half and double time some of them. And they've actually been saying, well, I need the money. I've got a mortgage. Well, haven't we all? And as I was walking away, and I'm going to say it and offends you, then it means that you need to make changes. As I was Amen. walking away, I passed a group of nurses who were coming on to the next shift. They were like a galleon as they came towards me. They were as wide as they were tall. I'd say at least three of them were in the more beast range, not just overweight. So I did you go into the back centre. They said yes. And I said, a disgrace. You ought to walk faster, break sweat, lose weight. I said, you're not health educators. Shame on you. You get a mental check. Then I unzipped my coat and said, I'm a real nurse. And off I went. But as by then, you know, when you've seen children being taken in by their parents who love them and believe it to save their lives, this is different to the people who were advised to get on the cattle trucks. They were being relocated and ended up in gas chambers. Also, former Yugoslavia, Rwanda, everywhere. This is. This is fourth generation warfare. No weapon shall be fired. No blood shall be spilt. This is horrific. And then I, you know, I, I already found out there's 400 more in the pipeline of these injections. 400. Yesterday it was announced that because of variants, people are going to need boosters. So this is going to be never end. And uh, we've got all this on our minds while we're out. And you see us doing this. Knowing all the information, and as Fiona said, you know, when people are screaming at you, um, you just have to kind of hold your ground. And we each have our strengths. And as you've seen, mine is on the megaphone, and I'm very quick when people are really rude to me um, that I'll turn around and make a joke of it and make fun. Like one guy, I said to him, Sir, please do roll your sleeve up and get to the front of the line. You can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I can you know, attest, I you know, I can attest to that, too, because uh, in our conversations, both on and off radio, that you're very quick, very witty uh, about things. And I think you come up with uh, other things. By the way, we're showing the video here. This is your barrister. He's holding his Bible um, and uh, he is holding the megaphone for you as you're speaking to the crowd to inform them of what they're fixing to go put into their bodies. You're trying to warn them. And here's your barrister, a Christian man, unashamed, holding the Bible, holding the megaphone for you as you inform the people. I mean, you're doing what you're supposed to do. The sad reality is the cops aren't doing what they're supposed to do. The nurses or whoever the people are that they're using at this facility to administer these vaccines aren't doing it either. And uh, and Fiona, now you, Fiona, you work with a lot of people who have been engaged in this fight over there in the U.K., um, what is their response to this? Because I know they go out and they have like, um, they'll have uh, certain talks that they give. They'll have certain gatherings. Are many of them going to the VAC sites themselves and informing people what's going on as well? well this is a challenge that we've had before because you find that mostly um, the activists, when we became aware they were doing these mass vaccination centers, and by that, that's thousands and thousands of people attending we needed we do find that we get criticized by the public a lot more because i'm not formally um you know i don't have medical qualifications in any way i've done my research but we need more people we need more people like kate more qualified people uh, to come and stand up and we do have them speaking but there's a real risk 
for these people to come out. For example, um, you know, Mike Eden, who's the ex-VP of Pfizer. Yep. He's been speaking a lot. He'll tell you himself, do not take the vaccine. And he worked for, as a VP of Pfizer for over 10 years and in research and development for vaccines. He knows what he's talking about. So we do need more of these people to come down and, and help us. But, you know, this is why it's so great to have Kate there as well, because she's so quick and because she knows all of this. You know, she has this information expert on vaccines, but it's just the ridicule is actually very, very difficult to deal with. But we have we do have lots of people speaking up and giving speeches at rallies, but we need to engage with people now and we need to engage with parents and carers because they're vaccinating children from September in the UK to go back to school. And there's no long-term, there's no long-term testing regardless, but there is no evidence that that children would need to be vaccinated anyway, because they're not drivers of transmission. They're not silent spreaders. You know, this is, there's no scientific evidence for that. So we're now concerned really about the children. So when we go, uh, to these vaccine centres, lots of these people are parents. You've got lots of, uh, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds wanting just to go on holiday. And when you tell them that airlines across the world are now recommending that you don't fly because of the risk of blood clots, they pay no attention. It's really, really challenging to do this. So when we have someone there who is an expert in that field, it can be so much more impactful. Um, but I think the coercion and the fear-mongering over the last 15 months has been such that are, are we... Are we winning here? We, you know, we, we turn, you know, I think five or six people turned away when myself and Kate were there. And there was a few more people that turned away uh, just after we left. But we want to be saving more lives. That's the only reason we're doing this. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah I, no, I absolutely agree. And there's something you said there. Let me let me just chime in with this for a second. Uh, there's something you said there. And that is, you know, we're saving a few lives. Where, you know, a lot of people aren't listening or whatever. And the thing that I'm reminded of, you know, Jesus talked about even the, the road of salvation. He said it was it was narrow. There's few that find it, but the road to destruction is wide and many go therein. And uh, so I'm not surprised by that. Um, people have been in the lockdowns. They've been told, oh, you know, you can have your freedom back if you, if you do this. You go back to normal. Well, look, I, I can tell you. Um, I can say probably for all three of us, um, I'm pretty sure, that we have we have had our freedom. We're not fighting to get our freedom back. We have our freedom. Um, we're exercising our liberties uh, in the things that we're doing, whether it's on the radio, whether it's on the megaphone, or whether it's working with others to get them where they need to be. We're doing that. Now, both of you work for British Airways, and the, the story came out this week about the four pilots who've died, and now they're trying to cover that up, saying, well, the vaccine had nothing to do with it. It's just coincidence. I mean, can you tell me any other airline where there's four pilots that died after having one of these injections? Um, well, and- let me just say something about this, Tim. Yeah. I was involved. One of my friends is De Passon, and she was the one who exposed aerotoxic syndrome amongst British Airways. So anyone who's listening who's cabin crew, you can go onto Facebook and join Angel Fleet. British Airways alone have two cabin crew members drop dead every month of all different ages. And it's kept out of the press and it's kept quiet. And I was given three autopsies to read. It was all pulmonary edema. And I looked at this and I said to Dee, this is not just aerotoxic syndrome. This is vaccinations multi-vaccinating these crew, which happens, both Fiona and I went through this. I did long haul uh, from 1990 to the end of 98, and they multi-vaccinate you. I spoke to 50 women, all who had autoimmune thyroiditis, 48 of them had had breast cancer, really high incidence of cancer within BA, 
10 times the national average. And the average for cancer in the UK is one in two. And BA is 10 times greater than that. BA then came back and said, well, it's because of, you know, the uh, unsocial hours. So de Passon approached the Metropolitan Police. We love them. Uh, they're always the ones that are arresting us. <laughs> and uh, uh, they said, you know, they, they are the same as the national average. So this is vaccination. So when I heard, it's actually four BA pilots now. Um, and this is not just BA, because what de Passon found when she opened Angel Fleet about all these crew deaths was that lots of other airlines around the world started approaching her. And so she had to open international angel fleet. She got 10,000 people sign up within a couple of months. Wow. And what happened was she noticed crew were dying on all airlines all over the world. Mm. And this has to be multi-vaccination because not all the airlines pull the air in through the engine to heat it up. I think the Airbus was particularly bad. So I wasn't surprised to see that this crew had died. And apparently there's been emergency talks with the government um, to stop it because if they die of clots after this injection, they're not insured. Uh, as I understand it, some countries have come out, I think it's Russia and maybe Portugal or Spain, please check that, I might not be 100% correct, that they've stopped anyone having this injection from flying because Fiona will tell you this as well. When you are flying at 40 feet, the last thing you want in an aluminum tube with possibly no one on there that's medically trained other than yourself or you've just done your first aid with BA, you don't want somebody having a pulmonary embolism or a collapse. Yeah. Uh, and you're at 40,000 feet because it doesn't matter what you say, you've still got to descend, you've still got to find an aircraft, you could be mid, mid-Atlantic. So this is a big problem for them uh, because if someone um, dies, then it's a... I, I flew on loads of flights where people died and it was a real, real problem you know it delays everything then you have to you have to wait whilst they get the police on board you've got to get the body off it's a hassle they don't want lots of people dying well the, the obvious but, vaccinated loads yeah but the obvious question that i have is is when you come to an issue to where you have pilots you know if you have it i'm not trying to diminish stewardesses but they're not flying the plane if you have pli- pilots come down with some kind of an aneurysm or uh, a blood oh, clot scary. thing that yeah i mean or, or god forbid both of them have it at the same time uh because of the altitude and all of this other stuff mixed with the the vax these these injections i mean this is a real danger to the people who are flying I'm surprised that people aren't demanding to know when they get on a flight, has my pilot and the co-pilot had these injections? I think they have a well, right have. to know that. Most of them have had it. And there's no inflatable pilot that you press the button. Right. Pops up yeah. the seat. Like, but the only thing I will say is, you know, uh, most of the aircrafts today, uh, which is even more scary, they fly through a computer program and pilots just have to do um, a certain amount of manual takeoffs and landings every year to, to maintain their license. The rest are automatic landings. You can always tell a manual landing when the pilot's done it because it'll be much heavier. But, um, you know, I, I wonder, I think it was over 80% had been given this injection. I spoke to some BA crew, they've all had it. Um, this is just, it's a ticking bomb, but actually... Uh, the plan is that most airlines won't be running in the next five years. And I don't see how many people are going to be going on holiday because they're putting more and more sanctions. You can't go anywhere. And also, let's not forget that 
the um, eviction orders, uh, protection from eviction ended on the 31st of May in this country. Furlough has now ended. So all those people that have been sitting here are now the court. In fact, a police officer told me just yesterday, last night, the courts are now backlogged and full because you're going to have all the eviction orders going through the magistrates' courts, all the other things. So she told me that uh, sexual abuse of children has exponentially risen. Um, you know, all these things are going on. So the, everything's just a ticking bomb. So worrying about going on your jolly bobs, I think is it's going to be very narrow. There's not going to be any people flying. They're not going to have the money. And inflation is happening. Just to say one thing, actually, before I'll hand over to Fiona, uh, yesterday uh, and the day before, and it's every single supermarket, uh, Waitrose, the Tesco supermarkets, the same. The food's all going down. You've got whole shelves with nothing. Uh, Tesco the other day had no meat at all. I, I, I'm vegan, but the police woman was telling me last night we were talking about it. I was at Waitrose yesterday and loads and loads of shelves empty, food's missing. I asked the manager and he said, oh, we've got a, we had an IT problem. Every single store in the country is down. And, and then I said, oh, that must be Tesco. All the other stores the same. And uh, Waitrose themselves are upgrading their Wi-Fi system and camera system for facial recognition. That came from an engineer working on it. But definitely the food is a lot less. Whole shelves, whole lines are gone. Okay. All right. We're coming up against the end of the show. Can you guys hang on for just a couple of minutes? I know we kind of, I messed the time up and I apologize for that. Can you hang on for a few minutes after? We won't keep you long. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to get ready to wrap up here. Now, you've got a guy in the video. I'm just kind of showing the video as you guys are talking since we don't have uh, you guys on, on video. Um, there's, a, there's another gentleman there with you, a big guy with a bullhorn. Uh, what's, this, what's this guy's story? Because I want to know on the other side of the uh, – when we end the show, I want to know this guy's story because he seems like he's on your side here. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and we see the sodomites are out there doing their thing as well. You've you got that in the video also. But um, but I, I want you guys to be thinking about uh, this this issue of how it's of how it's affecting the society uh, because nobody's really taught. I mean, they're not talking about the deaths. They're not talking about the adverse effects in the mockingbird media, but. Also, the ramifications, this issue of food, supplies, the supply lines, if you were, uh, the, the airlines, um, pilots, and, and cabin crews, and all of this, uh, we can probably look to bus drivers and things of that nature as well. And I want you guys to think about that. We'll come back on the other side when we end the show. If you guys are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, we want you to jump over to sonsoflibertymedia.com if you want to finish up the interview with us. Scroll down right side of the page. You can catch us there. Or you can jump over to beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. Or jump on our Rumble channel, rumble.com at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Join us there. Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and we'll be back with you rotten at the core Wednesday. Tomorrow, see ya. I need some oxygen. I have to say all that stuff really fast <laughs> there at the end. All right, so let me turn this over to Fiona. What are some of these things? You know, um, I'm sure you've thought about this too. Kate has mentioned, you know, all this stuff with British Airways, and if you want to hit on that, something that you were thinking about there, that's fine. What are some of the other things that you're seeing that are is going to be impacted because people are having adverse effects, even dying from these shots. Every single part of our lives is going to be affected. It seems that more harm needs to be done before seemingly more people will actually wake up, as we say. We, what we, the, the harm, like Kate was talking about, Kate's told me about this now for a year. 
about you know food shortages, rationing, all of this kind of stuff that we know that we're going to see. It was Kate that said last February that you will not be able to fly. They will force vaccinate you. They will say that you need to have it to travel. They'll bring in vaccine passports. And Kate was, I mean, you remember that, Kate. You were kind of ridiculed yeah. a little bit for, that for was saying February, that. Before lockdown February, on the radio. Yeah. So every single thing that Kate's saying, and I think when you've, um, the, the Coronavirus Act, I think it's about 350 pages long. And when I read that last year, they can, there's things, there's truly sinister things in there, like destroying your property, destroying your animals. And we've already seen them say, oh, the, the, you know, dog and cat coronavirus and so on, your domestic pets are dangerous. So these things that are written in there that essentially are meant to expire in March 2022, and we haven't seen them destroy animals yet, but we, I think that's definitely something else that's going, that's coming. And it's like with, um, you know, mental health as well. So, for example, mental people like health, myself they're not resuscitating, not resuscitating and, and, those with mental health now. Yeah, exactly. DNR orders, not only on the elderly and, and giving them a dazzle to help, you know, to, to kill them effectively. But the mental health aspect of this is the fact that people like myself and Kate, we're OK. We've never given up our freedoms. We've never, you know, I've not followed the rules. However, we can quite easily have them taken away because we're putting our, our freedom on the line, risking what we're doing. Because under the Mental Health Act now, it takes one person to say that you're not fit to be a human being and to section you and to lock you away. And we've seen that across Europe already with people that have been speaking out. So I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I think it's a bit more doomsday than, than I, you know, I like to admit sometimes that I think that we're making progress. But it's quite scary. It's quite scary where, where we can see ourselves. I've had, you know, people that are um, buying certain types of heaters that they wouldn't need to use uh, with their, electric, their electricity at home or buying their own water supply. You know, people are really preparing for an Armageddon-like outcome here. Yeah, well, I, I think the thing is to keep in mind is, you know, and I go back to Scripture because I think that's the foundation that we learn from. And almost every time when you see uh, the people of God surrounded uh, engaged in battle, whatever, it always seems like, uh, not every time, but there's a lot of times, it seems like they're surrounded, everything's done in, and it's at that time that the Lord does something, and he destroys the enemies before them. Uh, I even think about Moses and separating the people out. Who's on the Lord's side? Come over here with me. If you're not, get on the other side. And they just wait, and God destroys them. And you know, the psalmist prays, uh, things like, let them be caught in their own trap, or let them fall into the hole that they've dug for me. And that's been some of my prayer uh, here, because look, I know this thing is bigger than just us. There are a lot of people who are influenced by government, by the Mockingbird media, um, by their friends who are sheep going along just to get along, buying into the propaganda, and it gets very disheartening when you see that. But the eyes of faith see past that and say, okay, you know, God's leaving you to be judged by your own actions. He's turning you over to your own sin, Romans 1, and he's allowing your own sin to do you in, to bring you to destruction. And so when I see that, I, I gain some confidence because I'm like, God's doing what he's doing. We just have to be faithful in what we're doing and trust that, that he will, he will uh, make it fruitful um, and you guys are saying you're, you're having some people that are turning away. Hey, rejoice in those who 
are turned away, that they can live another day, that they're not going to be facing these particular things that come from this injection. They may they may walk out in the street and get hit by a bus, but they're not going to have what's coming from these things. So I want to say that as an encouragement to you, ladies, because don't lose heart in it. Uh, God's in it. Obviously, there are people who are hearing, and there are a lot of people who have been listening. Uh, Kate, I know to you for many years, long before you were on Sons of Liberty, but they listen to you here, and they love when you come on, and they take your advice to heart, and they go and they try to practice that. Yeah, you you know, we Fiona and I, for those who don't know Fiona, Fiona was arrested before I was. We were both arrested outside Westminster. Um, we're both in court. We both have, I have six criminal charges. I think Fiona has five. We're both charged with things we have nothing to do with, mm. nothing. Uh, and I think I said to you, I stood in court, and if I died tomorrow, standing next to Fiona in court was priceless <laughs> because she was representing herself. And, you know, t- I, I just p- pled, you know, it was a plea. I said I, I pled not guilty. Fiona was the only one of the five of us that stood up in there and said, I plead not guilty under duress because I'm not guilty of any crime. No crime has been committed. <laughs> this is all unlawful. And she just said it. And just said it out loud. And I like that. She speaks with authority. And we're told by our creator, our Lord, to walk in authority. That's right. That's exactly what we're told to do. And, um, you know, she's um, she's got a lot of flack off people. And we both have. We both we both told all over this, these websites where we're both meant to be men. We're, tra- we're, we're uh, what, do, what do you call them? We've been changed into women. I don't know what you call it. Transgender. Transgender. It? Yeah, we're always told we're transgender. Uh, some of it's been really hurtful. We both had our addresses printed by the police, uh, docs, which puts you under great risk. I had a guy come to my door several times who was, he was then sectioned. But, you know, this, this is going on. Fiona's quite right. It is going to get worse. But again, what you've just said about, you know, we, we look like we're surrounded. It never bothers me. Fiona will vouch for that. Nothing bothers me. I just don't get scared. I'm not bothered. Um, uh, but if, but if we're going to have the law thrown in our faces, which we have had, then make that the law for all. So when we're standing and there's a guy screams in my face down a megaphone who's working for the security. And then I'm assaulted by a woman, uh, you know, a woman who's the security as well. Then that same law should apply. And where we're told we can only be there as long as we're not in a group bigger than 30. But there's several thousand there queuing. All standing, and actually Fiona called some reporters out. Some reporters arrived, no masks, standing shoulder to shoulder. And she called them out. We got them on camera. And we're showing the idiocy of this all going along. The one thing I did gain a little bit of hope from that day was I expected there to be a lot bigger queues than what there were. I expected it to be much, much busier. I know that a lot of people out there are booking these appointments, as many as they can book and not turning up. So it's using up the appointments. And then you also have to remember that this is a injection program that they're rolling out very, very quickly. And if it were indeed going well, they wouldn't need to keep advertising it, bringing in celebrities, bringing in royals. Um, It means that it's not going well. And just today and yesterday, both Fiona and myself have been vilified in the press. Um, Fiona's was spectacular because she was emptying <laughs> hand sanitizer down the sink and she was ripping down signs, which is quite funny. Where she's like my naughty alter ego because I, I I just go along there and, and I mean things like that. I don't I'm not going to get done for something like that. But but I was in the press 
and they're saying, oh, there's four, you know, you can't say you're a nurse if you're not a registered nurse. Well, that means that anyone that's retired or not on the register, right. you're still qualified. Yeah, still it's trained, not, still qualified. It's nonsense. They're never yeah, they're never going to get away with it because all these nurse associates, nursing assistant. And then when they said they had 14,000 signatures, I did laugh and say, I bet all 14,000 of them was the same girl who reported me because <laughs> never was I was my no patient reported me. There's no patient patient safety issue, nor was my competence in question. All it was was that I'd done exactly what I was meant to do. And first, do no harm. First, do no harm and advocate for the patient. And that's exactly what Fiona's doing constantly. We both stand in truth. We, we, when we left there, the two of us were pursued by the police. Groups of police followed us all the way out. Um, We then jumped on a a train. We had Lee with us and Charlie. We got on a train and we went for dinner. Um, uh, Fiona and I did with the others. And we didn't wear masks. We then educated the waiter, everybody will listen. I do it all the time. What's particularly I find interesting is that many people are just carrying on their daily lives. Yeah. uh, Thinking if they just carry on, it's all going to go away. And there is part of me says during the Second World War, you know, uh, Cambridge was obliterated. London was obliterated. And people knew there was a war, but you could go right up to the Yorkshire Dales, up the north of England, and people weren't even really aware that there was a war going on, mm-hmm. um, you know, just in a small country like ours. And we're right in the, the dragon's mouth, Fiona and I, and we've, we've, you know, we've brought that fight to them. But there are people who, and I have no problem with the children. Children shouldn't be aware what's going on. They should be protected from this. Amen. There's a 53% increase in um, uh, psychiatric problems in children. Child um, attempted suicides is through the roof. There's no outreach services. These kids are just being kept in the hospitals. It's horrific what's happening. And they shouldn't. This is robbing them of their childhood. And I'm sure sure Fiona won't mind me saying this. You know, one of the things that... um, I don't like when Fiona gets slagged off and she knows I don't like it. And I'll I stand and hold her back. And she also knows she has a place in my home anytime. She knows that. Um, and she knows that, that she could come here anytime. I don't like that people will slag her off and they don't know her background. I know her background and boy, has she earned her stripes. Hmm. I know everything she's been through. And I know stuff that isn't out there in the media that she's been through. That's horrific. And she holds her head up and gets on with it. and But they slag her off. But I don't see them out there at the vaccine centres. Well, that's right. And she's out there as a woman. Yeah. Well, and, and that's part mm. of the thing that we, we've talked about many times on here is that, uh, you know, when, when – when, and, and this isn't a sexist thing. I want everybody to understand that this is a biblical thing. This is our foundations, is that men are called to lead. It's, it's not that we're – somehow better or something it's just the way god has set authority and the men there are men who's standing up let me let me put that out there bethany has has chimed in she says um thank you kate carrot turmeric ginger and lemon juice instead of coffee uh carol ann says kate i'm off cow's milk thanks to your advice love my almond milk so fantastic so there there are you know you've been doing that but but when we talk about getting into a place of authority you're, that you're not using that as authority you're using that as information you're putting out the things you're doing your job in that but so many times the men have failed to speak out they failed to do their duty and so you know god says well 
the women are going to lead you, uh, or excuse me, the women are going to be in authority. The, the, the young children are going to be uh, leading you, and it's a judgment upon the country. It's not a blessing. It's a judgment, and it's because Satan knows what he's doing. You were talking about the people who think that this isn't going to affect them. You know, they're just going about their daily lives. Well, Amos 6.3 says, because they continue to do that, and they won't deal with the lawlessness in their midst— He's, he says, ye that put far away the evil day and cause the seed of violence to come near, or let's put it in the vernacular, it's going to come to your front door. If you're not going to deal with it, it's eventually going to come to your front door and you're not going to be able to deal with it. And I want to give an encouraging word uh, here too, and then I'll give you ladies a final a final word there. But I, you know, we're not doom and gloom here at the Sons of Liberty. I know you ladies aren't either, or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. And I want to encourage you because, you know, we talked about the discouraging part of, you know, well, we only had five or six that, that actually turned away. We were ridiculed. We were, you know, assaulted or whatever the case may be. And I want to, I want to read to you from Second Kings chapter 6, verses 15 to 19. Listen to what it says. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire, round about Elisha, and when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I'll bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. What we don't see is the great army that God has put around us that in a moment's notice, those who are unsuspecting, he could smite them at any moment. He's done it in the past. We've seen it hundred over 100,000 people. Angel of the Lord knocked them out. And by the way, most people believe the angel of the Lord is the Lord Jesus himself. He's got the greatest number of kills in history, folks. You don't want to mess with him. That's why the psalmist says, you need to kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you're destroyed. Okay? So all of this is built upon the, 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 the foundation that we have a creator. He's a lawgiver. He's given the law. We're to abide by that law. And part of that law is loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. And those who are ignorant, we want to educate. We want to encourage them to repent. We want to encourage them to put their faith in Christ, to obey God, and, uh, and to do exactly what you guys are doing in promoting the truth out there. Uh, I'll give you guys the last word. Fiona, Fiona, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I'm just um, thinking about what Kate was saying and our our different approaches. I might be slightly more anarchistic now because of what I've been through personally. I've I've actually been, my first arrest was in May 2020 for gathering in a group of more than two. I was later convicted of that non-crime and given a nine-month conditional discharge. And I've I've lost a, a huge amount of respect, unfortunately, for the Metropolitan Police because as we talked about, politicized policing, two-tier policing, um, you know, they, they're meant to serve under these nine principles, which were um, instilled by Sir Robert Peel in the 19th century. 
and they're meant to be they're they're meant to it's meant to be impartial policing they're meant to engage the police are the public and i i do lose an awful lot of respect when i see them doing you know they've been violent towards us me the rally that i organized last september um you know they came in with their batons raised and we had women families children in the crowd and what they're doing to people it's truly i mean it's not too strong to say it is nazification of our peace force of the uk yep, that's exactly um, it but it yeah so it doesn't it, it I, I maybe slightly more anarchistic way you know i was um i put a post on social media of me ripping down some signs in a in a pub and pouring the hand sanitizer down the sink because it's carcinogenic and that's been used by the Daily Mail. I hadn't actually seen it until Kate sent it to me today. Very unflattering <laughs> pictures. Well, that's <laughs> that's not here. Here's the thing. I, I, you know, anarchy is not. It's obviously not biblical. There is order to be had, but what you're fighting against, it, it's not anarchy. It's calling. It's dealing with those who are engaged in anarchy, who are in positions of authority. They're engaged in lawlessness. That's what anarchy really is. It's lawlessness. And if you're holding to the law and you're presenting that to people, you're not engaged in anarchy. You're the one pushing back saying, no, this is the law. It's like in the book of Judges when you've got the lawlessness that's going on. Those guys go out in the, in the, in the spirit of the Lord and they bring justice uh, against those who are acting lawlessly. So, uh, you know, I beg to differ on that because what you're, mm. what you guys are doing is you're bringing the truth about what the law is. So it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, Elijah being told he's the troubler of Israel for preaching the truth when he says, no, no, I'm not the trouble of Israel. You are because you're not obeying the law. Yeah, it's actually you're, you're probably completely correct. So we know things. Um, we, we know what's right, what's wrong. And we can't, and we see them not doing their job. We see the government acting unlawfully. We see the mainstream media who are basically agents of the government. And we don't see the truth. We're, we've been lied to for centuries. This, this is, it's not nothing new, but this is a conditioning that we're seeing. And this is why we're seeing the level of compliance and why we look like we're the ones that are the anarchists. I suppose that, yeah, like you say, I'm, I'll have to agree with you. I'll change my stance there slightly. Um, but, you know, we have been put through an awful lot. And it's not just it, the, what we get in the mainstream media. That doesn't really bother me. You know, it doesn't bother me that we get ridiculed by the, the general public so much. It's difficult to do our jobs that way or to feel like we, with the jobs that we've been put here to do or called to do. Um, it does make it difficult. But then we also we were talking about men and women earlier. We, we, you mentioned the big guy. That's um, Edward Ramis Freedom. He's actually an artist. He's got a song and it's called Don't Take the Vaccine. And he plays it at these vaccine centers. And it actually gets the crowd going sometimes and they kind of film it. And we know it's getting out there. Um, so there are some amazing men standing up. But you've seen from the very beginning, yes. like Kate, you've seen that generally the not that we want to put ourselves in a position of leadership at all, but actually the one sort of, you know, affecting change and, you know, creating and, and coming up with these ideas and, and organizing these rallies. It's generally, it is, you know, predominantly women out there. Um, and I don't know if I, I don't have children myself. So I always say I don't have anything to lose material or otherwise, apart from my freedom. And I'm willing to put that on the line to save humanity. And that's the only thing that we're trying to do. Yes, amen, amen. Kate, you got a final word? Well, I suppose um, I, I could say I have my pension to lose. I have my house to lose. Um, I did lose my children for a while. Three of them are back, and they're wonderful. And everything comes full circle. My other son, Sebastian, came back to introduce me to his girlfriend. You know, all of this, it does come full circle. I 
I have lost friends, but were they friends? It's sorting out the wheat from the chaff. These are people who, yes, when I yeah. look at yeah. it, the mm-hmm. one person who's systematically gone after me and every day just must Google my name um, was a friend who I loaned money to. Who, And when I look at actually her life, um, I didn't need people like that around me, but I've met wonderful, wonderful other people. Now, Fiona and I were walking along and... Uh, there was loads of people walking along. It was, a, it was a lovely day in London and people were just walking along. We were going to go and get something to eat. And there was a guy lying in the middle of the walkway, but uh, sort of against the wall. And he was a young guy in his 30s and he was lying awkward. And I remembered back to when I was in my 20, sorry, late teens, going to a nightclub and there was a guy in a doorway. We all thought he was drunk. Anyway, it turned out he wasn't. He'd been stabbed and he bled to death and nobody went up to him. So I tend to go up to people that are just lying in the street like that because it wasn't like he was huddled in a doorway. So I stopped, bent down, asked him if he was okay. And he was, he was really unkempt and he smelled of drink, but he looked really dehydrated. And I had £10 in my bag. And, and I don't have loads of spare money. You know, I'm using my, some of my pension here. I've lost a lot of my business. And I just bent down, gave him a, a tenner and said, you know, that's what, whatever that is, $15. And I said, go get a drink, something to eat. And then I gripped his hand and looked in his face and I prayed for him. And he got really emotional. Now, Charlie, who was with us, who texts loads of pictures, he took pictures of that. I never asked him to that. It was lovely. But when I looked back over those pictures, I thought, again, you know, there but for the grace of God, go I. There can come a point, Fiona's saying she's got nothing to lose. We're one salary, one paycheck away from from not paying our mortgages and being homeless. We're one paycheck away from being on the streets, technically. And people are now being evicted. So, you know, that guy could very easily be, be Fiona, be myself, be any of us. And and that's how quickly it is, how quickly it's just the one day where we're here, the next day we're here. And then in the in the line media today, it was announced, I think it's Pakistan, um, you can't have a pin, a, a SIM card. And if you're not vaxxed, they're calling for you to be put into prison. Um, whether that's real or whether, again, it's just the media, the propaganda, I don't know. Um, but this is here. So when I, you know, Fiona's saying she hasn't got a lot to lose. Well, actually, she has because we come into this world with nout, as we say up north, and we go out of this world with nout. It's what we do while we're here that is of importance that we'll stand and be judged for. I'm not going to be judged on the fact that I had a lovely big house and Fiona doesn't. That's right. I'm, I'm not going to be judged on the fact to have a nice car. Fiona doesn't. Of course I'm not. We're going to be judged on exactly the same things, what we've done. So equally, we both have exactly the same thing to lose. We have our right to salvation and we have our right to go on to eternal life with our creator or we can go to the fiery pits. So yeah. we're kind of equal on that one. I hope you don't mind me saying that, Fiona. Well, here's here's no. the thing. And I, I brought up a couple of pictures because I've saved all the pictures. You guys sent me a huge photo album. By the way, guys, I've just showed you a couple of pictures of what she's talking about with the, with the homeless guy here. And um, the uh, all those will be up at sonsoflibertymedia.com in a couple of hours. Okay? So be patient. They'll be up there under the same title as the video platforms that you're on. And also all the videos, we're going to have all those up there uh, so that you can see. Because we, we did miss you, Kate, on Saturday, and um, people were saying, is she okay? We were wondering if you had been arrested. We're back was- this Saturday. <laughs> we're all in London this Saturday. And Fiona okay. and I are going to be together. And uh, you'll meet, you know, Remis, the black guy, the yes. DJ, he's out constantly. Uh, if you want him on your show. I would love I to have that- him on. 
I'll, I'll, I spoke to him yesterday. Um, I'll speak to him again today. Let's get him on the show because he's amazing. Fiona will vouch for that one. But we're <laughs> going to see you Saturday at one o'clock, which is a, it's reporting to be the biggest rally yet. The BBC are interviewing us. I've got them loads of other people. Why they don't want to be injected. Uh, the light newspaper. We're all out. Loads of us. Mark Steele, there's loads of us all going to be out and we'll bring it live to you this Saturday. I think that's great. Now, what time are you guys starting? Because uh, we'll have our time right on Saturday because we're, we're normal. And again, I apologize it's to one, you both. One okay. I apologize to you both about that one, for today for whatever reason. going to do it with me. Yeah, for whatever reason, I had that in my mind. You know, we just we do Saturdays. It's one o'clock for you. That's what I knew. So I appreciate you guys jumping on short. I know Kate, you had to abandon a patient or finish up with them quickly. I don't know about you, Fiona, but I, it's my fault, and I apologize for that. I hope you got. I hope you'll uh, both come back on and give us an update later on. But Saturday, I'm looking forward to that, Lord willing. Uh, and yeah, bring the guy on. That'd be great. Uh, because again, if the men, if, if it's a man that's going out there and he's going to take a stand too, we want to, we want to high five him and give him a chance to speak, uh, to our audience as well. Because I got to tell you, you know, everybody thinks that things are just going to go away here in the States. Oh, you know, coronavirus, it's got it down. They're bringing in the variants now. They haven't had the numbers on the vaccines. My goodness, over here, they're doing lotteries. Somebody can win a million dollars. For getting the jab, I don't know that they'll be around to spend it, but they're they're gonna they're gonna give away a million dollars. West Virginia is giving away guns. Um, there there are other states doing this stuff, and it's it's like what you said. If people are really sick, if there's really a problem here, you don't have to to hold carrots out in front of them to 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 uh, to go after something. By the way, uh, I'll just let people know. Somebody asked in the chat room uh, about Doctor Calker and Carrie Rivera. I have good news. Um, those things didn't go the way we had set it up for yesterday. And that was due again to another time issue. I, I had said radio starts at 6 AM. They had assumed something else or written something else. And it was going to be 8 PM their time, 2 PM my time. So we have pre-recorded a show with Dr. Calker, uh, and Carrie on his completion of the study on chlorine dioxide. And I know a lot of you guys, when you hear me talk about that, you're saying, well, what do I do? How do I do it? If you watch the show, you're going to be given all the information, all the websites and everything you need to go to, to utilize that, to treat all kinds of stuff. Dr. Calker has treated cancer. He's treated the alleged COVID. He's treated all kinds of other diseases. He's treated animals, all kinds of things with this simple solution and if you're interested in that, Lord willing, we're going to play that interview on Thursday. So don't miss that. Kate, I know you're interested in that because you've been well, doing... Well, Tim, I'm actually, I'm actually going to be working with Kerry. Yes. Connected, and um, I'm going to be having a Zoom with her. And just to let everyone know as well, I'm going to put Fiona right on the spot now. <laughs> the British Nursing Alliance, because there's nobody else I've ever met, and I'm 55, hard to believe, um, uh, but she can organise better than anybody. So Fiona now is officially a part of the British Nursing Alliance. Nice. And she's going to, yeah, which is great. She's going to be doing all the organisational, the meetings and everything else. So she's right up there at the top with myself, Catherine, organising it all. We've got Carrie Madej on board, um, hopefully the patron. So uh, I spoke to, uh, to, Carrie, to Carrie and said, I, you know, I wanted to work with her. So uh, to me, that's just a phenomenal connection. Because um, it's just bringing it all together. She does incredible work. And as you know, Tim, 
because I told everybody on the show, chlorine dioxide, I've actually seen the parasites yep. in the toilet and I've been taking it. Yeah, and you're a person that eats well. So if you've got that, imagine what some of the other people have. And by the well, way, I, I don't even eat, I don't even eat meat. <laughs> I haven't eaten meat since I was a child. I haven't eaten pork since I was a child, and I haven't eaten chicken since I was a teenager, and I stopped eating fish almost 10 years ago. And I saw a toilet full of parasites, so there you are. Well, well I got some good news for you, too. Uh, I spoke with my daughter, my oldest, my firstborn, uh, on Sunday. She called me, wished me uh, Happy Father's Day, and she said she's sending chocolate chip cookies. Um, and so uh, when I was talking with her, she's already got her master's, now she's looking to go into nursing. And I said, well, okay, you need to be careful of that. They're, you know, pushing all these vaccines. Plus, you know, they're not really trained to heal people. They're trained to treat symptoms. And I said, let me put you in touch with Kate. So I'm going to be sending you my daughter's email because Fantastic. I told her, I said, let Kate help in some way. Maybe she can give you some information because my daughter loves to read. No, she we're, loves we're to learn. affiliating with America and Canada and now New Zealand. Okay. We act. We have a meeting, which Fiona will be finding out when I catch her. We have a meeting with another uh, Canadian. I think it was the American nurse, or she's Canadian, where she's been suspended and okay. facing charges. She was uh, in intensive care. We're actually doing this. It'll be American Nursing Alliance, Canadian Nursing Alliance. Tom Cowan wants to set up a naturopathic nursing school. Nice. So we're going to be bringing, well, yeah, that's top. Tom Cowan that we want the meeting with. We want everyone to be trained all together under all these things and bring it all under one umbrella. Well, that, that would be great because she's got about three weeks before she puts in her application for nursing school, so to speak. And I don't know what all she has to have to engage, to be able to help people and stuff. But uh, I told her, I said, why don't you talk to Kate, um, get some advice from you. And so we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pitch her email over to you and, um, and see if you can kind of give her some guidance as, as to where she should go to keep her out of the trouble you know, the pitfalls of, of what the um, the education system will put her in. Uh, ladies, I appreciate you as, as always. Thank you for joining me. Uh, hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you just as soon as we close off the show here. Guys, again, Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Don't miss him there. And then we'll be back to you, back with you uh, tomorrow for Rotten to the Core Wednesday with a Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Till then, see ya.